Welcome to the KLE Podcast with your host, Sean Smith. Encouraging and equipping leaders with a kingdom mindset to inspire, to influence, and to impact your culture where you are every single day. And now for today's episode. Good morning and welcome to the KLE Podcast. Great to be with you again. This is your host, Sean Smith, and coming to you from Pennsylvania in the United States of America. Uh, something that really, really tugs on my heart, and, and I know I've probably said this before, but, you know, for the sake of those that may have missed it and, uh, <laughs> and to reiterate um, and emphasize um, where we are in the midst of everything, let me remind you that we are kingdom citizens. We are the citizens of the kingdom of heaven. Our country is the kingdom of heaven. Our political system is the king of heaven. That is who we are subject to. That's who we worship. That's who we follow. And that's the source and our identity, our citizenship, is all within the context of his government. We listen to that, we obey that, and we represent that on the earth. We are uh, kingdom leaders who represent and bring the influence of the kingdom of heaven, which is the kingdom of God. That's what we bring to the earth. I cannot emphasize enough how much and how necessary it is that we get clarity on this position, that we really understand where we are and who we are. The simple fact of the matter is, this world is in a mess. It always has been, and it probably always will be until the kingdoms of this world become the kingdoms of our God. Until he stands up with his iron rod and smashes all the nations of the world that will not comply with his government. See, God's got grace and mercy for individuals. He's got grace and mercy for people. He's got grace and mercy for communities of people. But when it comes to governing nations, then he becomes a warrior. He is a king. And those that stand up against him, that resist the anointed one, will face the wrath of the king in time to come. We are experienced tremendous shakes and moves. This morning I was really disturbed by some insights that I heard on a, um, from a research review. And I don't want to get into that. I think what disturbs me even more is the simple fact in the midst of all this confusion we're experiencing, the division, the divisiveness, especially in this country, so much division right now. And we as kingdom citizens are indulging ourselves to actually fire it up even more. We are indulging ourselves to actually choose sides, give opinions, and feel this whole confusive, divisive thing. It, I don't care how it's packaged spiritually, 
or religiously, I should say, it's still nonetheless divisive, fueling more division. What the world wants to see is really you and me being able to stand up and say, we stand for something different. We stand for the kingdom of God. We stand for kingdom principles. I love what, you know, Jesus said this to, let me just find that scripture quickly. I was going to talk about something totally different until um, I started the, the podcast. <laughs> and when I started the podcast, you know, it's, um, everything is slow on this computer. I don't know why. Um, this morning. There we go. All right. So he, Jesus was speaking and he tells them, you remember this in Matthew 13, he tells them, about the parable of the sower that sows the seed. And, and uh, it says that such large crowds gathered around him that he got into a boat and sat there positioning himself as a teacher while the whole crowd stood on the shore. So here he, he sits and you get the picture. That you've got this massive crowd speaking there. And he told them many things in parables. So now the disciples come to him in verse 10 and they say to him, why do you speak to the crowds in parables? Why do you tell stories? And uh, Jesus replies to them and he says, To you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven, but to them it has not been granted. We need to understand what was he talking about with mysteries. The, the, um, passion, the amplified versions... Uh, Quotation on that or commentary on that is that things which humans cannot know or discover on their own unless God reveals it to them. So Jesus begins to explain to his disciples what that really, what that um, was about. And he says, to you it's given. Uh, let me just go back to that spot. Um, and he said, to you it has been granted to know the mysteries of the kingdom of heaven. So what are mysteries? The Passion Translation says, You've been given the intimate experience of insight into the hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom, but they have not. What he was giving them really was, these are the principles. These are the laws. This is how the kingdom functions. This is what it's all about. You see, to you, you've been given the intimate experience of insight into these truths and these mysteries, these hidden truths and mysteries of the realm of heaven's kingdom. And he goes on to say, he says, um, you've been given insight into God's kingdom. You know how it works. Not everybody has this gift, this insight. It hasn't been given to them. Whenever someone has a ready heart for this, the insights, understandings flow freely. But if there's no readiness, if there's, if there's no trace of receptivity, it soon disappears. So it comes, but not everybody can see it. Not everybody wants to see it. Not everybody is ready for it and, and is receptive for it. He says, but those that receive it, and understand it, to them, it's it's multiplied some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. In other words, when you begin to walk in the principles of God's kingdom, 
when you begin to work in walk in the keys, the mysteries, the the rules, the insights, the um, yeah, he talks about the hidden truths. You understand when when God talks about truths, it's about realities. It's about true principles. It's principles are governing laws. I'm not talking about the law of Moses or the written text laws. I'm talking about the laws as if as as it is found in the realm of the spirit. In 1 Corinthians chapter 2, you can go read it then, and it says that the pneumaticos man, the spiritual man, understands, knows, understands, and applies, discerns. He can, he can experience, he can see, he can discern what these principles are, and he applies them because he's a spiritual man. But the carnal man can't see the principles. No, the carnal man stays with the regulations. The carnal man has to have boom, 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 rules and regulations, obligations, needs to have text. They can't find the principles. I challenge you to go through the, the Word of God, the Bible in the New Testament. I challenge you to go where the, the kingdom of God is being explained and to find anywhere where sides are chosen for earthly things. Never. We have this responsibility. This generation is looking to us as the example. We cannot say we are kingdom and not live kingdom, express kingdom, represent kingdom, reflect kingdom of God in everything that we do as leaders. In leadership, influence is everything. You understand? It's not just something. It's everything. Leadership is everything. In the kingdom of God. And so we have to bring that kingdom influence into everything that we do. We cannot choose how we're going to live and what we're going to say, what our opinions are. We cannot. Because the world is depending on us to bring the culture of the kingdom of God to the earth. And showing them what the principles are. Jesus said to his disciples. At that occasion he says to you. It's been granted to know. The hidden truths and mysteries. Of the realm. Of heaven's kingdom. But they haven't got it. They don't see it yet. Let me just see where he talks about that. What is the. Um. Um, it's the Greek word mysterion, and it's found 27 times in the New Testament. It means secrets or mysteries. The mysteries of heaven's kingdom realm are spiritual insights into the nature and ways of the kingdom of God. Jesus Christ can only be fully understood by the spirit, not by academic and intellectual understanding. Jesus taught his disciples using the, the language of, of stories, of parables, to move them beyond intellectual abilities, to, to engage them on a supernatural spiritual level. If the listener had a hunger to learn with an open heart that is wanting to receive and understand, 
then Jesus' words brought life and understanding. If they wanted to, it brought life and understanding, not obligation. We must always be those who push aside our opinions and traditions to glean the deepest meaning of all that Jesus did and taught. And that's um, sort of an adapted, edited version of the Passion Translation, um, their commentary on that word mystery. We've got to understand is that we make a stand for something. And we've got to bring the clarity. We've got to bring the stability. We've got to bring the understanding. We are the letter. We are the epistle, the, 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 the scripture that they read today. We are the gospel they read, the gospel of the kingdom. We are the culture that they meet. You know, if I went, when I went to Malawi and I would go to a village, I would meet their culture. It was a contrast between my culture and their culture, but I would meet their culture. And I, to the best of my ability, I would have to adapt because that's how they are. That's how they live. But they would meet my culture. And I would come and share, well, live from, from my culture. I was South African, so they would experience South African culture when they met me. I talk like that. So sometimes we we don't understand each other too clearly because my jokes are different and my my insights are different, etc. But when we become kingdom people, when when we understand and we get total revelation of the fact that we are kingdom people, then suddenly it changes everything. We cannot indulge then other cultures, we have one culture, we have one insight. And this generation and the next generation need you and me to have such clarity that they can follow us. As an example, the, the, number, one, the number one responsibility we have is to be examples. And examples, of course, are representing and reflecting. Number two, we have to be mentors. A model is an example. Somebody, I think Albert Schweitzer said, he said, being an example is leadership. Leadership is influence, but your greatest influence is being an example. Your greatest influence is being an example, a model that others can look at. And they can see in you and hear from you somebody who represents something totally different than this world. You see, I never understood that. People gravitate to people. You know, we want to worship people. We always think somebody on this earth is a hero of some sort. But there are none. They are just people like you and I. They go to the toilet. They have to eat. They have to sleep. They have to get dressed. They have to bath. They have to do everything that you do. They've just developed more, sometimes more capacities than you. They've developed their ability to their strengths, their gifting. They've, they've taken better advantage of opportunities, learned more than you, ha had more opportunity than you maybe. And, they, and therefore, they are able to actually step into a place. Great athletes, actors, you know, generally they've had to work very hard, harder than you and I might have done in the same area. They've taken their, their, their uh, 
uh, gift and they've taken their desire and their passion and their vision and they've worked hard at it to develop it to the place that they can entertain the world. But we make them kings. We make them heroes, kings and queens. And God told the people of Israel, he said, if you, I, I don't want you to have a king. I want you to be like all the other nations and serve me. But no, they wanted a king. And Samuel, prophet Samuel said, if you choose to have a king like all the nations, you're going to suffer the consequences. Simply because people are people. Now, I'm not saying we don't have respect. We, we respect Jesus respected in fact he told the disciples in matthew 23 he said you have to respect them because they sit in the seat of moses in other words they have set themselves in the authority of moses as the law and representing the law so he said but don't do as they do another translation says you are you are to be different than this in other words, you don't follow that example. You've got to be an example of the kingdom of God. Not church, not, not another bishop, not another apostle, prophet, evangelist, pastor, teacher. You're not reflecting, representing them. Thank God for them. They're gifts that we respect and we honor and we appreciate. But I'm not them. I'm not going to be like them. I don't want you to be like me. I want you to be like Jesus. I want you... To reflect the king. Not just a man. In fact, listen to this. I, I saw this scripture the other day and I thought this was, this just really blew me out the water. And he um, says this in 2 Corinthians chapter 5. He says, because of this decision, we don't evaluate people by what they have or how they look. We looked at the Messiah that way once and we got it all wrong. As you know, we certainly don't look at him that way anymore. Now we look inside and what we see is that anyone united with christ gets a fresh start is created new the old life is gone a new life burgeons look at it all this comes from god who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other another translation says from now on we have a new perspective that refuses to evaluate people merely by the outward appearances, for that's how we once viewed the anointed one. But no longer do we see him with limited human insight. We've got to stop looking at people and viewing them by what we see. We've got to look on the inside and say, they are, are they kingdom citizens or not? That's really the bottom line. And how can I influence them to be a kingdom citizen? You see, we must never exalt people above anything. They, they created the problems that we have on the in the world just like we did. Everybody's created the problem. Now we want to put people into positions and, and think that they can solve the problem. The only people that can solve the problem, first, first off, is God. And God inspired people. We solve the problems. <laughs> and the governments of this world can't do it. The people of this world can't do it. What we need is to understand the mysteries, the hidden truth, the principles, the laws that govern spiritual things. And that's where we solve problems. 
But I really want to emphasize and reiterate this again. I know I repeat this to ad infinitum, but it's so important to me because I've tried to live and represent religion. I've tried to represent a man. I have fought tooth and nail to protect, you know, pastors and, and leaders. And God one day said to me, it's not your responsibility. You don't even have to protect me. You don't have to defend me. I can defend myself. What you've got to defend, what you've got to stand for, is what I have revealed to you. That's what I non-compromising. Non-compromising. I stand for what Christ in me has revealed. Christ in me, the hope of glory. The King in me. <laughs> That's what I stand for. I have a conviction on that. You will never move me off that. It doesn't matter what happens in the world. That never moves me. I understand that totally. But I want to say to, you know, really say this to you. Is that we need to reflect and represent the kingdom of God. If only we can get this. These kingdom insights, these hidden truths, these mysteries, these keys, these principles, these spiritual laws that govern what goes on in the spiritual realm. Because if we understand that, that's how we begin to bring dominion to the earth. Through influence, we bring dominion. Through dominion, we bring influence. And we begin to see the world around us transformed into what it should be. I really, really uh, have a, a deep sense about how important this is. And I want to encourage you in this for my Sunday message. What do you represent and what do you reflect? You have, as a kingdom leader, as a kingdom citizen, to you it's been revealed. You have the gift of insight if you want it. But if we ignore it, that's what Jesus said. If He told stories and in the story was the principle. If you ignore the principle hidden in the story. You see, we love the stories. We, we, we love, we love the, the messages. We love the sermons. We love the, you know, we, we love the, the great revelations that we're given. But we are we missing the life? Are we missing the, the principle that's actually being shared in that? Because if we miss that, that's when we become just ordinary. We we just like everybody else. We just, you know, we just like everybody else. But we're different. We're not everybody else. We're new creatures in Christ that have become citizens of the kingdom of heaven. We live by a different code. We live by a different constitution. When you're choosing sides, when you are conformed to the different forces of this world and of the kingdoms of this world, you are not representing the kingdom of God. So that's what I want to share with you today. I trust that you understand. Hear my heart on this. And go and look at these scriptures again. I believe it's so important in the world today, right now, that this is the kind of leadership we have and that you help show others and model it and mentor others 
into this kind of living. I'm not interested in who you who you align with and don't align with. What organization, institution, what denomination, what political party, I, I don't care. We've got to be clear on that. That's got to be our heart. I'm aligned with the kingdom of heaven. I seek first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness. And all these things are added unto me. I don't care about the things of this world. I choose principle. I choose the principle of the kingdom of God. And either they align with it or they don't. If they're aligned with it, then great. <laughs> you know, then I say that's that's somebody that that is um, living, you know, taking us the right way. But if they don't align with it, that's it. But nobody's going to align with it 100%. So, you know, not in the world. We, we won't find it. We've got to align and show and represent. We've got to be the ones. That when they look at us, they say, I can see something different about you. I can see something different about you. There's something different about when you when you together as a group as a as a as a people as a as a community something's different about you because the kingdom of god is totally different totally different to the world's kingdoms and you need to go back and look at those things again don't choose your little messages don't choose your little pet topics don't choose your little you know you know Healing is part of the kingdom. You understand? Jesus never preached healing. <laughs> he never preached prosperity. It's part of the kingdom. Jesus never preached doctrine. He preached the kingdom of God. We've got to get back to that. You understand? We've got to get back to that. That's what I want to share with you. Father, today I pray for every leader and every person listening to the sound of my voice right now. And I pray, Father, that you encourage them and give them insights into the truths, the hidden truths and the mysteries and the principles of your kingdom. That that's what we would love. That's what we would abide by. That's what we would align with. That's what we would show the world. That's what we would show this generation. They're looking for that. They're not looking for our ideas and our opinions. They're not looking for our religion. Our meetings. They're not looking for our organization or our denomination or the, our great titles or our great people. But they're looking for your kingdom. They're looking for your government. They're looking for your kingship. That's what they need. That's what they're looking for. And we can bring it to them. We have to bring it to them. We are supposed to bring it to them. Help us to see it, Lord. Help us to see it. Help us to get that insight. Ephesians chapter 1, Paul prayed that you would give us eyes in our understanding to see what is the hope of our calling, what the glorious riches of your inheritance is in the saints, and what is the exceeding greatness of your power, your dominion, to us and for us who believe, according to the working of your mighty dominion, which you exercised in Christ when you raised him from the dead. I pray that we see that. I pray that we grasp that and understand that. In Jesus' name. Please, I appeal to you. I appeal to you, kingdom citizens. I appeal to you, kingdom leaders. 
If ever there was a time that you were needed, it's now in the world. If ever any nations needed us, the people of nations needed us, it's now. Stand up. Stand up and be counted for as a kingdom of God leader. Not as, as in your own ideas and your own opinions, but as a kingdom leader. For goodness sake, for, oh, for heaven's sake, please. We need you now. Thank you for being with me again in Jesus' name.